<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. This episode may include topics, references, or discussions around sexual assault, domestic violence, stalking, physical violence, or subject matters that may be disturbing to some of our listeners. We do acknowledge that this content may be difficult. We also encourage you to care for your safety and well-being. Shocking, sad, revealing, and deeply researched. PH Murder Stories podcast covers the true account of infamous killings and true crime stories from the Philippines. There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts. Viewer discretion is advised. Have you ever watched the hit horror movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose? If yes, have you ever wondered if someone from the Philippines has experienced the same thing or even worse? Well, if you have, the story of Clarita Villanueva comes to mind. She was a 17-year-old orphan from Bacolod that moved to Manila in the early 1950s to work as a maid at first. But after eloping with a man, it turned out to be married. Clarita left him and ended up working as a prostitute in hopes of improving her living situation. One night, Clarita mistakenly offered sexual services to an undercover police officer. She was promptly arrested and detained at the 300-year-old Belibid Prison in Manila, which had a lot of unpleasant memories, a place with a considerable amount of detainees who have suffered and died through the years. Little did the people back then know that the old Belibid Prison would also be where the infamous demonic possession of Clarita Villanueva happened. listening to the PH Murder Stories podcast. And this is our episode for this year's Halloween. In today's lesson, I wish to uh, reveal to you a person that I knew uh, very, very well called Clarita uh, Villanueva. Now, she had two entities bite her. I'd, I'd like to say that this uh, uh, phenomenon happened in a prison, a Bilibid prison, one of the world-famous prisons, over 300 years used as a prison. Many people died in that prison. Uh, no doubt that prison is full of evil entities there. And while she was in prison for being a harlot, uh, two entities bit her. As described by Dr. Lester Sumrall in his book in 1995, The Person Behind the Healing of Clarita, which we would later tackle, Clarita's early beginnings were already tragic to begin with. 
she did not recall her father, whether he had died or deserted her mother. While on the other hand, her mother was a self-proclaimed spiritist and a fortune teller. Clarita grew up watching her mother engage with various people, hiring her to communicate with their dead loved ones, and using clairvoyance to predict to sinful people what they could expect in the future. According to Dr. Sumrall, Clarita's mother was a scammer, playing tricks on other people's gullibility to make money out of it. Things would become much worse for Clarita when her mother died. She was only 12 years old and had no relatives to take her in and care for her, thus becoming an orphan. Clarita felt unloved and alone, dealing with the loss of the only person who cared for her. We could only imagine how hard it was for a young girl not to have anybody take care of her. Based on Dr. Sumrall's book, Clarita fell into the hands of harlots, commonly known as prostitutes, influencing her to do the same at age 12. Clarita was taught how to handle men and receive payment for sexual services. When Clarita turned 17, she moved to Manila to seek greener pastures. She settled in Malate, a place known for the nightlife and prostitutes, and was influenced by much more well-experienced harlots in the countryside's capital. Eventually, Clarita's time as a prostitute had to end as she was arrested by an undercover police officer with whom she tried to solicit money in exchange for sex. The police promptly arrested Clarita and brought her to the Old Belibid Prison. In context, the Old Belibid Prison has been a prison for over 300 years and is still used as a city jail in Manila. It was built by the Spanish colonial government in 1865 and was used by the Americans in the 1900s and the Japanese in the early 1940s as a prison and a place of torment. On May 9, 1953, two days after Clarita was incarcerated, one of the most bizarre events happened in the old Bilibid prison. Prison guards and medics were alarmed after hearing a woman screaming her lungs out. They saw Clarita screaming in horror and fainting as soon as they got to the prison cell. She had bite marks on her neck, back, legs, and arms, while blood flowed mostly underneath her skin. According to Clarita, two unknown entities were taking turns biting her and sunk their fangs and teeth deep into her flesh. She described one of the unknown entities as a 10-foot-tall dark man with curly hair all over the body and an angelic face and a big mustache, while the other was a small creature. Afterward, Clarita was brought to the old Billy Bids in-house hospital for observation and treatment. Unfortunately, medical practitioners in the facility failed to identify what had been causing Clarita's painful experience, as they had never seen anything like it. After hearing about the news of Clarita Villanueva being possessed by demonic entities, then-Manila Mayor Arsenio Lacson summoned her to his office. As soon as Clarita arrived at the mayor's office, she sat beside him and suddenly laughed as if someone was tickling her. Then, her mood changed and she began screaming in terror. 
Clarita told the mayor that the two unknown entities were taking turns biting her. Subsequently, bite marks on Clarita's neck and hand soon came out. It was even moist with saliva. Afterward, Mayor Lacson himself tried restraining her hands, yet she insisted that someone was biting her finger. When she demanded to draw their faces on a piece of paper, the pencil she was holding suddenly flew away. Days passed, and the strange demonic biting still continued to occur all over Clarita Villanueva's body. With no remedy in place, the Manila Police Department's medical examiner, Dr. Mariano Lara, appeared for help through the media and authorized various experts to view the strange phenomenon. As soon as news outlets, both local and international, caught wind of the strange phenomenon that had been happening at the old Bilibid prison, various Filipino, Chinese, and American doctors, university professors, and other professionals all tried to analyze the situation. But none of them were able to find a solution to cure or even drive out the evil spirits that possessed Clarita. Calling all aspiring podcasters. This is your sign to start your own podcast because we have just the right tool for you. Before we started podcasting, we really thought that everything would be such a hassle especially the editing. But we found the best and most convenient all-around podcast tool out there, Podmachine. Podmachine will take care of all your podcasting needs. From audio production, designs, and marketing growth, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and keep creating great content that sounds professional. It's time for you to start sounding like a pro with Podmachine today. Sign up and get a free episode trial. And once you're convinced of how good it can be, and how it helped us. You can start for as low as only $49.99 for four episodes in a month. But wait, there's more. If you use our code PHMURDER, all caps, no spaces, you get one free episode credit upon subscribing. Just head on to podmachine.com and let them do the dirty work so you can do the fun stuff and sound like a pro. With no viable explanation for why these demonic spirits exist in Clarita Villanueva's body, a certain Dr. Manuel Ramos visited the old believed person to examine Clarita. It is when the situation got more horrific than it already seemed. At the very start, Dr. Ramos was already skeptical about Clarita's situation. He accused her of acting out these devilish actions to gain attention. Unfortunately, for the not-so-good doctor, he infuriated the evil spirits within Clarita's body as the 17-year-old girl terrifyingly gazed at him and slowly told him, You will die. Exactly a day after his encounter with Clarita, Dr. Ramos died of cardiac arrest. Fear struck the country when the news of Dr. Ramos's passing spread like wildfire. Because of that, it caused a lot of people at the time to fear Clarita, 
who they believed wasn't only a prostitute possessed by evil spirits, but also became a witch who could speak death curses upon human beings. Furthermore, Dr. Ramos wasn't the only victim of the vengeful spirits that roamed around Clarita Villanueva's body. The old Bilibid prison's chief officer, Captain Antonio Ganibi, who was also Clarita's custodian, became the second victim of the young girl's death curse. Captain Ganibi was mean to Clarita. At one point, he kicked Clarita for something she had done wrong while rebelling against him and his annoyance about the bizarre situation with her. The day after Dr. Ramos died, Clarita asked the captain for the small crucifix she often wore. The captain was unaware of Clarita's insinuation. Then suddenly she told him, It's in your pocket. Ganibi was shocked to find the missing crucifix in his pocket and gave it back to Clarita. Afterward, Clarita casts a death curse on Captain Ganibi. Four days later, he shockingly lost a significant amount of his weight and suddenly died without any history of ongoing illnesses. Clarita Villanueva, or the evil spirits controlling her body to cast death curses, seemed to be getting out of control. However, Shortly after the shocking deaths of Dr. Ramos and Captain Ganibi, Clarita Villanueva's savior would finally meet her, or what others thought during that time, as a gift from God. Dr. Lester Sumrall, a world-renowned pastor and evangelist from the United States, was in the Philippines building the Manila Bethel Temple, commonly known today as the Cathedral of Praise. Upon hearing Clarita Villanueva's situation, he claimed that God asked him to help the young 17-year-old girl and free her from all the demons and evil spirits that possessed her. Of course, Dr. Sumrall obeyed God's calling and sought permission from Mayor Lacson to visit Clarita. As soon as Dr. Sumrall arrived in the old Bilibid prison, he quickly noticed that the prison staff were cautious of the current situation with Clarita Villanueva. In his book, he stated, quote, I have never seen such a fearful and perplexed group of people as those I met in that prison that day. They were afraid that this thing would kill them as it had the two others who dared cross it. It was their responsibility to do something for the girl. Yet they had no earthly idea what to do about the situation. It was beyond their medical knowledge." Unquote. When Clarita first met Dr. Sumrall, she suddenly said, It shocked everyone, as they only knew that Clarita could only speak Filipino, yet she was able to throw insults at Dr. Sumrall in English. Nonetheless, the first meetup between Clarita and Dr. Sumrall seemed to have failed on his first try, though the pastor was able to communicate with the demons possessing the 17-year-old girl. Dr. Sumrall uttered the words, Clarita, I have come to deliver you from the power of these devils in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Clarita responded angrily and screamed, No, they will. 
days passed and Dr. Somerl and the evil spirits lingering around Clarita Villanueva went back and forth. They engaged for three days, in which Dr. Somerl taught the prison staff and Clarita a handful of prayers to cleanse away the evil spirits. On the other hand, Dr. Somerl noticed that Clarita always wore a rosary and would kiss the crucifix and caress it strangely each time she was prayed over. Then, Dr. Somerl realized that the crucifix that Clarita held was associated with evil spirits and had it removed. In context, based on our research from various sources that covered this bizarre case, even though the crucifix is a symbol of Christianity, it also depicts a crucified Christ who has risen. Exodus chapter 20 verse 4 of the Holy Bible clearly states, quote, You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Unquote. Clarita continued to fight away the evil spirits even without Dr. Sumrall. The 17-year-old girl managed to apply all the teachings she learned from the pastor. One night in her prison cell, the evil spirits seemed to have come back one last time to take over Clarita's soul. She claimed that she saw the demons standing behind the prison guard. In response, the prison guard promptly got scared and decided to hide at his desk. Clarita cried out and asked the guard to pray over her, as Dr. Sumrall used to apply in the past few days. The guard uttered the words, quote, Say, O God, deliver me in Jesus' name and Jesus' blood, unquote, which Clarita repeated. Then afterward, she went into a deep coma. As medical practitioners examined Clarita's body, they noticed that her hands were clenched, and as soon as they opened her hands, they were shocked to uncover a few strands of coarse black hair. Dr. Mariano Lara, the Manila Police Department's medical examiner, reviewed the strands of hair in a microscope and discovered that the hair strands that Clarita was clenching did not belong to a human. Up to this date, the origin of the hair strands remains unsolved. Regardless, Clarita was finally healed. Based on news reports, 15 demons left her body. She described the demonic entities as having long fangs with buck teeth in front, aside from the first two unknown entities we discussed earlier. After Clarita Villanueva's grueling ordeal against the demons that possessed her, the authorities transferred her to a welfare facility. Soon after, she was deemed completely healed and allowed to be free, marking the death of an evil spirit. Later, Clarita returned to her home province in Bacolod, where she finally got the fresh start she deserved. Clarita also got married and had her own family, which she had longed for since her mother passed away when she was just 12 years old. Though no recent reports indicate whether Clarita Villanueva is still alive up to this day, 
It is still fascinating to know that a young girl from the past managed to overcome the toughest tragedies we could ever imagine. Happy Halloween to all of you guys! If you want to listen to another Halloween-themed episode from our show, you can check out our episode from last year. We covered the bizarre story of Teresita Baza, a Filipino woman in the United States who shockingly possessed someone to solve her murder in 1977. If you haven't heard of it, you may jump into that episode we published last October 2021. Thank you for listening to PH Murder Stories. If you like this episode, give us a 5-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also support our show on Patreon. Any amount you donate would benefit our team to keep doing what we love, which is to provide more true crime episodes for our listeners. Link in the description. For further updates from our show, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel at PH Murder Stories. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.